Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast, how to watch TV to improve your English. Welcome to the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast by Business English with Christina. The Faster Fluency Conversation Club takes place on Zoom and is a way for you to improve your fluency and confidence in English by talking about real world topics. We meet for one hour every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and we would love you to join us. If you want to practice your English, become more confident, and meet people just like you from all around the world, and have guidance from my expert teachers and me, just click the link in the show notes. Our podcast listeners receive a 50% discount on the first month of membership with the discount code FFCC50. Come and join us today. Hi guys, Christina here with your Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast, and today I am with Linda. Linda, how are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm having some small problems with my allergies, but overall good, so hopefully everyone can still understand me. We'll work through it. I I would say maybe it'll probably be easier to understand you than it is to understand movies and television in English, so I think we should be good. Yes, I I am still articulating more than many people do on on the TV shows, so yeah, it it should be okay. I think we'll be good, and I think (laughs) I'm pretty proud of my transition into the subject of today's podcast because that's what we're going to talk about there is how to watch TV with the goal of improving your English. Because a lot of people, myself included, enjoy like learning languages through Netflix or movies or anything like that. But I don't know if your students tell you this, but I hear a lot of people when I say like, oh, what are you doing to work on your English? And they'll say, oh, I watch Netflix in English. And I'm like, no, like, what do you do to work on your English? Because it's great to watch TV in English, but if you're just watching it for the pleasure, it's not the same as actually using it to improve yeah. your English, even though it's better than nothing, let's say. Agreed. And I personally, when I'm watching things, I have different modes, right? Yeah. So the mode yeah. of sometimes I'm just watching, like you said, for pleasure and just global understanding. That's the goal. Whereas other times, I remember there was this one show three years ago that I would watch it. The first episode I would watch for like global understanding. And then I would go back through rewatch and I would write down the words I didn't understand. This uh, TV series, uh, it's Plan Coeur. I don't know. Okay. If you're it. I do not know that. Is that. It's a French series. Yeah. And it's a play on words. So I'll let you imagine what it means. And maybe right. many, many of our listeners have an idea. And the thing with this is there's a lot of slang And uh, the French Verlan, right? So like I had to ask my roommate a lot of things because, you know, I didn't know what this word meant, what that word meant. So the first time through, I just needed to watch for global understanding. Mm. And I understood it. I felt like I understood it. But when I went back through and listened with the subtitles and really tried to understand the words, I had this page, page full of words that I was like, I'm not sure what's meant here. And it really allowed me to dive into the language. So you have like the passive versus active working on it. Right. Both ways. But that was not the most efficient use of my time. Yeah, exactly. And I I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I I like watching TV to improve my English. I'm like, yeah, it's great for the that's that aspect of getting exposure to the language, like enjoying the language, living the language and all of that. 
I don't know if it is the most efficient use of your time because it like it takes a lot of if you're going to like sit down and watch, let's say, an episode of a TV series or something or, or a movie or something, and you're going to try to use it for the express purpose of like learning vocabulary. What I'm almost like, it takes all the fun out of it because you have to like, like you said, you sit, you watch it, you have to make your list, you have to go back and watch it again. Like it's work, basically. It can be. And then you also but, have to teach yourself. And then you've got to like reuse that vocabulary and practice it. And so if that vocabulary is not the most useful stuff for you, like you said, it's like maybe in the not. Show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, not... how often am I going to use Verlon? Uh, sorry <laughs> right. for, for people who don't speak French. That's words that are backwards to make it slang. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, I'm not going to use that when I'm at the bank talking to someone. I mean, <laughs> exactly. You're like, why would I ever need this expression? And I think maybe that's interesting because if we're looking at how can we work smarter and not harder, is that the best use of your time? And yeah, it's lots of fun. Like I would say, enjoy the movies and put them in English and put them all with the subtitles yeah. or without the subtitles, yeah. whatever you want. Do that because it gives you the exposure to the language. But if you're going to really like work on the language, that maybe there's better ways to use your time so that you get a better return on that investment of time. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I found and I've been telling my students about is having like a guided video. There's plenty on YouTube Mm. and it's kind of like what you did with the TED talk. Was that last week or the week before? Mm. Well, I don't know. When when this comes out, it won't be then. It will be like the one you did. All of those videos where we take a, a video with a native speaker, because there's several of them by now. And by the time this podcast comes out, we will have recorded a few more. But yeah, or okay. any video on YouTube, what, yep. generally what they call breakdown videos, where they take a video created for native speakers. So a, a TED yeah. Talk or a movie or whatever, and they pick it apart to help learners understand what's happening in that extract. That is a really efficient use of your time. Yeah, exactly. And so there's a YouTube channel Mm. that is called Rachel's English, Mm. Rachel's English. And I love her stuff because one of her main focuses, first of all, it's American English. um, (laughs) And one of her main focuses is on pronunciation and Mm. understanding true, real spoken Mm. American English. And so She's explaining specific things about the pronunciation, like the schwa, which mm. is the uh, the uh, sound. Uh, uh, sound, yeah. But the most used sound in the English language that no one knows what it is when we talk about the schwa. Yeah. She does a great job of explaining it and then also linking. Yeah. Right. One of the best examples I give of that, where we have linking in spoken English that we don't have when you're just learning it. Mm. Like, for example, if I'm getting my car repaired and I'm talking to the mechanic and mm-hmm. he says the car will be ready tomorrow, never going to say the car. He's will never going to say that, right? He's going to say the Carl. The Carl yeah. will be ready tomorrow. Exactly. The car and will be ready tomorrow, and you're like, what? <laughs> the Carl? Who is Carl? No, exactly. no, the car will. The, the Carl. Carl. Yeah. And she breaks it down and shows you how these things get linked together Mm. and contracted and made smaller uh, Mm. because of the way that we naturally speak. And she's using TV shows like Friends Mm. or some TV shows like that. Yeah. And showing you the scenes, talking about the vocab, talking about the way that it's used. Mm. And uh, my students, the ones that I have sent to her channel, just have have absolutely loved it and felt like it's a better use of their time. Exactly. 
I feel like those kinds of videos and Rachel's channel is like, it's absolutely fabulous. I watch her videos. I'm like, I wish I made videos like that. Yeah. They're they're really good. So you get, we'll put the, we'll put the link to her channel. If you guys, if you don't know Rachel's English, we'll definitely put the link so you can go and check it out. But yeah, like if you sit down and you watch a video like that, it's almost like the teacher, the person who's made the video is already kind of done that work for you of picking it apart and highlighting the interesting things, whatever. And then, you know, maybe a good way to put that together so that you're doing work, but also really enjoying it. Go and watch a a breakdown video like that. And then go and just watch that episode that they showed you just for the fun or the pleasure. And then you also get some of that repetition in there so that you're reviewing what you learned and it can help it. To, to stick in your brain a little better. Exactly. Hmm. Oh, yeah. What about, um? and maybe this will be our last question for this episode, the eternal question, subtitles, <laughs> subtitles, yes or no? And if so, in what language? <laughs> What's your take on this? This is forever a debate. because <laughs> This is the controversial question that divides yeah. the teaching community. Sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not because it depends if it's accurate or not. Um, oh, also, that's so, a good point. Yeah. Like if you're watching something on YouTube, if it's self-generated or auto-generated, mm-hmm. right? I have watched and I have been like, oh, that is not right. My students are like, I don't understand that word. And you're like, that's not what that they said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what's um, written there. That's not correct. Right. And, and even right. sometimes when I watch with my friends and we have it in English with the English subtitles, but I'm with French people. So we have yeah. the English subtitles. Sometimes it doesn't match even there. Yeah, exactly. And that's Netflix who, you know, it's professionally done. It's, it should yeah. be correct. Even there, it's not always correct. It's so, not exact. I mean, yeah. I think if you're going to use them, don't depend on them mm. to help you learn vocabulary and like translate. Right. So, yeah. Especially if you're going from one language to the other language. Right. So using them as a tool and having them there just to help you understand the meaning, okay. But mm. depending on them for really learning vocabulary, I don't think mm. it's the best plan because they're not reliable. Yeah, they can be unreliable. And, and yeah, like you said, sometimes even if you're, let's say you're watching the movie in English and you've got the subtitles in English as well, sometimes it, it's not the exact words. And so if you're trying to match what's written to what's said, that it can just create some more confusion perhaps. But I mean, like you said, use them as a support to help you better understand because you can't maybe catch the fast speech or the fact that they're not articulating or using slang or whatever. Use it for that. But just kind of be aware that what you're hearing and what you're seeing written might not always be the exact same thing. Yeah. That's exactly my point. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And what about, what's your take on, let's say somebody's watching a movie in English and they want it, they say, oh, I'm going to put the subtitles on. Should I put them in my native language or in English? This um, is the other debate. I think <laughs> it depends on your level. And also, you also need to be aware mm-hmm. of if you're depending on them or yeah. not. Because if you're spending too much time depending on your language or doing translation in your head, mm. I think that they're counterproductive. Yeah. So I don't know. It depends. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where you need to think about for yourself, mm. if you really feel like they're a benefit to you or not. Or what uh, you're doing, like, why are you putting them on? 
Because yeah. I like, I know like I, you know, sometimes I'll watch like a, a series in Italian and sometimes I'm like, okay, I want to watch this, but I really want to know what's going on. So I'm going to put the subtitles in English. I'll put the audio in Italian just to hear the sounds, but I'll put the subtitles in English so that I can like really know what's going on in, in the episode. But then maybe sometimes I'll go back and I'll watch that same episode again and I'll put the sound in Italian, but I'll put the subtitles in Italian just again to like give me that extra layer of comprehension. I'm laughing because one of the things <laughs> that I do in the evening when I'm lazy and I don't want any French anymore, yeah. like all day I'm speaking in English and I'm still not, not wanting French. <laughs> You're just like, no, so don't do it. My brain's done for the day, but I want to kind of passively have it there. I'll be yeah. listening in English and I'll just put the French subtitles on so that oh, occasionally I see some new vocabulary words. Yeah. But with that said, I mean, after six years, my vocabulary is decent. And mm. so it's more like I'll just catch a word or conjugation because yeah. conjugations are super fun. Yeah. Um, that I kind of, it just catches my attention yeah. when I'm passively paying attention and I get that new word. Mm. So I don't know that that's something I would recommend like for starters, like when you're first beginning, mm. but yeah. Just, I don't know. It, it depends on the person. But yeah. for me, even when I'm listening in English, I still have the subtitles on in French just so that maybe I'll get a random you might word. Can't pick something up. Exactly. I think to conclude this episode on that question, like you said, it there's no right or wrong answer. We can't say you must do that and don't do this. It's like you have to think about what's your objective? Why are you doing it? How are you feeling at this moment? You know? What's and also just keep level? trying different things. And try like, different things. Yeah, yeah, because maybe you think something is working and you, you won't know that something is even better until if you, you try don't try it. it. Exactly. So I would say the more things you try, the better. Exactly. And then you'll have just more tools in your toolbox. But yeah, okay. So I think we have settled that debate once and for all. <laughs> is it better to put the subtitles in English or in your native language? It depends, right? This, this is the ultimate answer for everything. <laughs> everything, right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Linda. Have a good one and talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening again this week. As a bonus for our listeners, we now offer the transcript of this episode for free so you can read after listening. Our goal is to help you improve all aspects of your English. And when you become a member of the Faster Fluency Conversation Club, each week you also get exercises on grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation, and more directly connected to the topic of the conversation each week. In addition to the daily speaking practice in the club, you'll also make friends around the world with professionals just like you, so you have fun learning and remember what you learned better. And because you listen to this podcast, you get a 50% discount on your first month of membership. Just use the code FFCC50. And if you'd like to join the club, the link for more details is in the show notes for this podcast. We hope to see you in the club. Okay, that was good. Okay, so basically the question, there was no good moment for me to ask you, but I told yeah. you I had a question for you. And it's, how do you say TV series in plural? Because it ends in an S and you wouldn't say TV series is. So what do we do with it? Some TV series. I watched yep. some TV and, series. And you have to add some. Like, can you actually count it? Can you say two? I watched years? three. I wa I'm watching two TV series. No, that doesn't. No, you can't. I think I say TV series because I speak with a lot of non-native English speakers now. And they say TV series. Yeah. Like, I, like, 
if I think back to when I was like in the US, like living in the US as a kid or a teenager and like had no contact with other cultures, I don't think I ever used the expression TV series. I would say like TV shows or I almost think we would identify the type. We'd say like there's a good sitcom. Yeah, um, that's true. Or I'm going to watch a talk show or I'm going to watch the a news program. Like, well, that, none of those are series, but... You show, you're right. Show, yeah. yeah. I found a couple of new shows that I like, yeah. And it means TV series, yeah. Yeah. We don't actually say TV series. I know that I say it now, but I know that I also struggle to use it in the plural, which as a native speaker feels really weird. You're like, I don't know what the plural is of this very basic word in my own language because we don't use it. And maybe that's one of the reasons that we don't say in conversation, we don't talk about TV series all the time because we say shows. We use it as a singular, like there's a new series. Yeah. We say that, but we don't talk about like my favorite three series <laughs> yeah no we'd say my, my, my favorite my favorite tv shows are mm, yeah a little bit of bonus vocabulary for you guys all right so thanks a lot linda and talk to you soon thank you